0: Monday Night Raw, March 6th, 2023, from Boston. Um, Kevin Patrick. By the way, Kevin Patrick, get off TV. You was horrible on this show. This show was actually not bad, believe it or not. But, um, I got a lot of problems with some of the booking for Monday Night Raw. I got a lot of problems, man. There was a lot of problems on this show. So, uh, I'm not gonna be yelling too much, but, um... Yeah, there you go. We go backstage. Paul Heyman steps out. Roman Reigns was very explicit on SmackDown to solve the Sami Zayn problem. But Sami Zayn escaped. He's here in Boston. Jimmy Uso will solve the Sami Zayn problem, just like Solo will solve the Kevin Owens problem. Heyman tells his phone to call Roman. John Cena returns to Raw. Uh, John Cena is back, everybody. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul face-to-face. I know. I know. I know. I know. Becky Lynch, and Le- Becky Lynch and Lita uh, and Trish Stratus will be in the same ring at the same time on Raw. Kevin Owens versus Solo Skoa. This match was awesome. Um, I'm going to go through this word for word what happened. Alright, here we go. Kevin Owens attacks him. The bell didn't ring. Solo punches away at Owens and sends him hard to the ring post again. Owens rolls into the ring. Referee starts the bell. Referee rings the bell and starts the match. I don't know who the referee was, but whoever that referee was, uh, hey, at least you did a good job. So, there you go. Um, Kevin Owens spears Solo. Solo sends him to the ropes, hits the back elbow. Solo stomps away at him. Owens fights back, hits the ropes. Solo hits a spinny wheel kick, which I've never seen Solo Sokoa do, which was fucking awesome. Th- that's scary. That dude is nearly 300 pounds, and he's doing that. That's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Solo, almost punches him, but Solo hits him with a stiff right hand for a one count. Owens punches him, but it only upsets Soko, who kicks him down. Solo ten takes over. Solo stomps on his midsection. He breaks his eyes. Owens kicks him back, punches him. Owens hits the ropes, but Solo turns him out with a kitchen sink knee to the midsection. Owens actually took a low blow, but uh, it was an accidental low blow. It wasn't a, uh, you know, an intentional low blow. No, it wasn't good. Uh, Solo reverses a Irish whip, but he lowers his head and eats a kick. Owens hits two clotheslines, which does not take Solo down. Owens stomps the barefoot and kicks him before it takes him down with a clothesline and hits a senton splash. Senton splash, excuse me. Owens gets fired up for a cannonball, but Solo gets out of the ring. Jimmy Russo quickly runs down to distract Kevin Owens. Solo slams Owens off the ropes. Solo smashes him in the corner with a running hip attack. Owens runs. Owens rolls out of the ring, and Solo hits a running hip attack into the LED barricade. And we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break. Solo, so, Solo grabs Kevin Owens and puts him in the ring. Solo chokes Kevin Owens. Jimmy Uso punches Owens in the face behind the referee's back. Of course he does. Uh, Solo uses the ropes to hit a big, nasty stomp to Owens' midsection, which was cool. Solo levels him with a right hand. Solo chokes him on the ropes before the referee yells at him again. Owen then takes him out with a superkick. Owens gets up and goes for a senton. Solo gets his knees up. We come back from the break. Um, Soko, Solo, Sokoa sets up for a superplex. Owen fights him off. Elbows him in the head. Owens gets down and charges. But Solo with a Samoan drop for a two count. Owens gets up in the corner. Solo charges for an avalanche but he hits the ring post. Owens then takes him down. DDT. Owens punches back. Solo uppercuts him again. Solo score a charge, but he hits the ring post shoulder first when Owens moves. Owens goes for a stunner. Solo pushes him off. Owens pushes Jay Uso off the a- Jimmy Uso off the apron. Not Jay. Jay is in the main event segment of the show. Owens super kicks Solo and knocks him into the corner. Owens connects with the Swanton bomb. Jimmy Uso breaks it up, and this match is thrown out. Okay, I have a couple of problems here. Why did Jimmy Uso come out? To help out Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa had this match won. Let me repeat that again. Solo Sokoa had this match won. And this match is thrown out. KO wins by DQ. Why? Solo Sokoa has lost his first match on Monday Night Raw. Why? Why? Solo had this match won. Instead, Jimmy Uso just came out and beat his ass. This was a good match until the finish. I gave quality six. Logic. I'll give it... I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. All right. Uh, Solo and Jimmy attack him. Zami Zayn runs down for the save. Zane grabs a chair as soon as a Sokoa, but he runs away. Jimmy also avoids a chair side, Runs to the crowd. The crowd loudly chants "Sammy Owens" in the ring, but down in the corner, Zayn looks at his longtime friend and rival. Offers him a hand. Uh, Owens walks off. The crowd boos like crazy, and Zayn puts his head down. This was cool. This is a very cool. This is this is awesome. I do, I do feel like um, they are booking Sammy Zayn to fight the Bloodline at WrestleMania, which I. Do not even... Man. uh. Considering what happens at the end of this show, there shouldn't really... There's no reason why Sammy should be fighting the Usos. Sami Zayn is one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions with Jey Uso. (sighs) Another Bobby Lashley segment. Oh, sorry. We got replays of Uncle Howdy attacking Bobby Lashley on SmackDown, which was horrible, by the way. Bobby Lashley came to SmackDown to face Bray Wyatt like a man. Instead, he sent Uncle Howdy to do his dirty work. Lashley dares Wyatt to face him like a man. And there you go. Byron Saxton, who, by the way, Byron Saxton had approximately... Let me check the uh, segment. Really fast. Hold on, everybody. Uh... Byron Saxton was on to, was on the show twice, which is great because the less we see Byron Saxton, the better. He's with Carmella anyway. He's with Carmella. By the way, still employed Carmella. And by the way, Carmella got a, a match against Bianca Belair next. Uh, Carmella says Adam Pearce only gave her that match to get her out of his hair, out of his to get her out of his non-existent hair. So Adam Pearce just made this match just to get Carmella out of the way um I don't think that's true I believe Adam Pierce made this match is because well apparently you know he didn't want to face he didn't want Adam Pierce Adam Pierce didn't want Bianca to face Asuka so he faced Carmella so he put her against Carmella not he faced Carmella so yeah anyway Carmella says Chelsea Green is in her corner Chelsea Green is slowly becoming get off my TV. I'm not even making this up. She is, like, like I'm not saying she's annoying because that's her character. But the way she's being booked right now, I'm not messing with it. I'm not liking it at all. It's just, eh. This, this is rough. Bianca versus Carmella. This match went eight minutes. Um, you. This is the most predictable outcome on this entire show. Bianca Belair beats Carmella. I'm not even going to talk about the rest of the match. Because, number one, this match is unimportant. Number two, Bianca Belair needed to win. Was going to beat Carmella anyway. Because she's not losing before WrestleMania against Asuka. Which Asuka is going to beat Bianca Belair. I'm putting my money on Asuka to win the Raw Women's Championship WrestleMania. Letting y'all know right now. She needs to win that belt. Asuka needs to win that belt. And go on a long ring with that Raw Women's Championship. Earn. Like, she needs to fight everybody on the Raw Roster by herself. That's all. Bianca hits the KOD. Uh, This match went 8 or 9 minutes. I gave this match... I gave this match a 6. I gave this match a 6 And logic. Probably... Probably... I'll give it a 4. Chelsea Green did did distract the referee. The referee looks stupid in this. Chelsea Green attacks Belair from behind... Carmella and the Chelsea Green attack. Asuka makes her way down to the ring. She's not dressed to compete. Um, Carmela and Green run away. Asuka and Bella stare at each other before looking at WrestleMania. So they are building up. There is... Yeah, Asuka yeah, and Bianca. I don't know if uh, Bianca is going to fight Asuka. I mean, they're both babyfaces. I mean, I would prefer Bianca to turn heel. Because her... I would be, I would, I don't know, now, I know why Bianca is not heel, but, um, I would like to sh- see her heel NXT tendencies come back again, that would be cool. If you guys remember in NXT, Bianca was a, originally a heel, right, and, um, she was actually a very good heel, believe it or not, well, maybe not a very good heel, but a, uh, a heel that could, uh, get heat on herself, which was cool. So, uh, maybe we can see that. Who knows? Sammy Zane walks backstage. He finds Kevin Owens. Zane says he doesn't know what else to do. Does Owens see what he's saying? The bloodline is too much for one person. They don't need to be best friends. They have the same objective. They can do it together. Zane begs to him to listen to him. Owens remembers they're too much for one man to fight. Owens has fought them for eight months, which I don't know why. Maybe they could do this together, but Owens doesn't want to do this with him. Maybe he was wrong. Mamie Zayn can just go back to Roman Reigns if he strokes his ego enough. K.O. tells Sammy Zayn to leave him out of it. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul face-to-face segment. We get a recap of Rollins attacking The Miz last week on Miz TV, which was horrible. Miz introduces Logan Paul. Logan Paul is booed. (laughs) Logan Paul got booed. (laughs) Ha ha ha! (laughs) <laughs> Logan Paul got booed out of the building in this entire segment. <laughs> yes, Logan Paul. <laughs> oh my goodness. Logan Paul I don't think anybody likes Logan Paul in WWE. Honestly. Like, seriously. I'm not even I haven't even I mean I've I've always said Logan Paul should have is a one I've always said Logan Paul should have not been at WrestleMania, but this is where it's going. But At the same time, you know, Logan Paul, oh, God, you know, Rollins and Logan Paul, I mean, that sounds good on paper, but, you know, that don't mean it should be happening, you know. I mean, this may be worse than Logan Paul's uh, prime drink, who knows. Ah, boy. Rollins is here. Um, Rollins says it sounds like Boston knows who Logan Paul is. They haven't been formally introduced. He is Rollins, Seth Rollins. Logan says he knows who Paul is, the guy he dumped at the Royal Rumble. Paul doesn't know what Rollins' problem is with him. Maybe because he embarrassed him twice, or did more in one year than he's done in twenty. What? First of all, <laughs> what? Logan Paul says he has done more in one year than Seth Rollins has done in fifteen. What? <laughs> Uh, Logan, all you did was face Roman Reigns. That's it, bruh. You ain't done nothing else. Seth Rollins has faced Roman Reigns on numerous occasions. And he has won every championship in this company. U.S. title, you got it. Intercontinental title, you got it. WWE championship, you got it. Universal championship, you got it. He has won every title in this company. Tag team champions, you got it. (laughs) <laughs> the miz interrupts paul makes some good points ron says logan does make some great points but what he's missing is that none of that is the reason they don't like him ron says the people don't like logan paul because he is the scum of the earth he's a coward a troll a fraud a human dumpster fire ron says boston didn't come in to see the mince word boston is here to see logan paul get his ass whooped miz puts a stop to this Paul tells Miz to not put words in his mouth. If he wants to fight Rollins, he's going to do it. Paul doesn't fight for free. Paul's a premium act. And he's definitely not going to fight for free in Boston. Miz, he's de- Miz says he's the host of WrestleMania. Oh! I got to talk about this. Before, before I talk about the rest of this segment. Where Rollins beats his ass. Rawls, Beasts, ass, and Logan Paul hits the one lucky shot. I get it. Okay, first of all, The Miz is hosting WrestleMania. Why? Why is Miz hosting WrestleMania? This is ridiculous. This, this was a good segment. But why is Miz hosting WrestleMania? Omaz versus Dolph Ziggler. Two minutes. Dolph Ziggler lost. Mustafa Ali came out. Mustafa Ali got yelled at by Dolph Ziggler. Omaz beats him. Slams him down. And Omaz is a double chuck slam for the win. Two minutes. No rating. Just no rating. Ziggler and Mustafa Ali are legitimately, why are they, why are they feuding? They're messing with, why are they messing with each other? <laughs> Massey and Mensua and Maxine Dupree, all of these people are still employed. Maxine Dupree looks like she could actually wrestle. But, um, I don't know about that one. Baron Corbin comes up, they think they're talking about, uh, they think they're talking about Baron Corbin. First of all, the maximum male models will never talk about Baron Corbin a day in their life. What is Baron Corbin on? They tell him they're talking about Otis. Codas asks what, Ozen, what Otis has that he doesn't. It says things like charisma as well as hair. Corbin says he looks like Bruce Willis. Marseille shouts that Corbin is a troglodyte. Mansoir, get off my television. What the hell is a troglodyte? What the hell is a troglodyte? I don't even know what that means. Get off TV. Judgment Day make their way down. Jimmy Uso is taping up backstage. Solo and Paula win him. Hemi says Jimmy Uso is going to be the one that solves the Sami Zayn problem. Jimmy will make sure the trouble he never hears the name Sammy again. If Jimmy doesn't beat uh, Jay, if Jimmy doesn't bring jo- Jay back to the bloodline, Tribal Chief won't blame Heyman or Solo Sokoa. The Tribal Chief will blame Jimmy Uso. Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso in the main event. This was a good match. Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. This match was awesome. And Johnny Gargano beat Finn Balor. Clean. Thanks to Edge. Well, pretty much thanks to Edge, of course. Because, you know, Edge beats uh, Damian Priest and, uh, you know... No, Edge came through the crowd. He distracted Balor. He cost Balor a match against Johnny Gargano, so they are still feuding. This match was great. Um, I'm gonna go over this match. Balor applies side side headlock. Gargano wins him off. They have chain wrestling. Balor applies an armbar. Gargano fights up, and hits an arm drag into an armbar. Balor fights up and breaks his eyes. Balor clubs in the back and applies another armbar. Gargano fights out. Balor clicks through. Balor quickly hits the rubs and clotheslines Gargano, Finn Balor puts Gargano in the corner and shoulders him. Balor whips him into the corner but Gargano boots him and Gargano hits him with a su- with a tope suicide. And also a hurricane run. And we go to commercial break. Dexter Lumis was at ringside by the way. So there you go. Gargano attacks Balor at ringside before getting into the ring for a, dri- or a kick. Gargano picks up a two count. Balor rolls through a sunset flip and drops Gargano for a two count. Balor knocks Gargano into the ropes and distracts the referee. Ripley punches him. Balor picks up a two-count. Balor applies a chin lock. Uh, Balor then stops Gargano. We come back from commercial break. Balor stopping on Gargano. Balor goes for a, a stomp, but Gargano boosts him in the face. Balor reverses a whip, but Gargano ducks a clothesline, hits a crossbody. He then hits a discus clothesline, then an enziguri on the outside to the outside, sending Finn Balor on the outside. Gargano lands on the apron. Balor avoids a plancha. Gargano hits Balor with a slingshot spear for a 2 count. Gargano hits Balor with double knees in the corner, goes for a super kick. Balor hits a sling blade. Balor sets up for a shotgun drop kick, but Gargano super kicks him twice for a near fall. Gargano hits the ropes and goes for a takeover, but a head scissor, but Balor counters into an elbow drop, which is cool for a 2 count. Balor monster Gargano and punches away at him. Balor talks trash. Gargano rolls him up for a 2 count. Gargano boots Finn Balor in the base. The base of his face. Yes, his, his his face. Rhea Ripley distracts the referee. Gargano hits Dominic Mysterio with a cannonball off the apron. Gargano gets in the ring, but Balor takes him down and hits a double stop to the midsection. Balor hits a shotgun dropkick. He goes for the coup de grace. As I mentioned earlier, Edge came out and distracted Finn Balor. Gargano hits Balor with the one final beat for the win. This was a very good match. I gave this match a 7.5, and, and Logic, I'll give it a 7. This was a good match. Nikki Cross vs. Piper Niven next. Nikki Cross lost to Piper Niven in 90 seconds. No rating. Oh, Byron action ca- caught up with Edge before this segment. Edge says two weeks ago, Finn Balor cost him a latch he shouldn't have lost. No disrespect to Johnny Gargano, but Balor shouldn't have lost tonight. So why did you cost Finn Balor a match? Edge says he's tired of the attacks. Edge will be in the ring next week. Edge tells Balor to meet him there. So that's next week. We'll talk about it. By the way... They just announced, May 27th, WWE King and Queen of the Ring from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, May 27th. Nikki Cross lost to Piper Niven in 90 seconds. No rating. Piper Niven beat her with the splash. and No, she beat her with a um, sidewalk slam. Pretty much. A side slam. Piper Niven hit Nikki Cross with a um, side slam. Pretty much... She Pretty much the boss man slam. That's all you need to know. This match went 90 seconds. Not ready. Rick's, Rick Boogs trying to lift up a truck for some reason. Why? Elias walks up and Boogs freaks out. He doesn't have his notes. Elias says Boogs needs to do things on his own. Elias tells Rick Boogs to go over to Bronson Reed and says, I want to fight you. Rick Boogs does. Reed comes over to Elias. He'll fight Elias's next week. ha ha ha. Oh, man, Elias having to go ask Rick Boogs to him for him to fight Bronson Reed. (laughs) Oh, man, Elias, you're about to get squashed in three minutes by Bronson Reed next week. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Get Elias off my television. John Cena is back. We go to his segment. This was a very good segment. I'm going to go through the rest of the segment. John Cena comes out. Before he can say anything, Austin Theory comes out. Theory says he has all the respect in the world for Cena. I'm sure he does. Theory only became a WWE superstar because of John Cena. I don't know about that one. Theory inspired him with his hustle, loyalty, and respect. I don't know about that one. Uh, this, is prob- this is Theory kissing John Cena's ass at this rate. Cena thinks about it and simply says, No, because... Theory challenged Cena for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. He says no. Cena's not interested in Theory's gift because he hasn't earned the right to give it. He's been watching and listening to Austin Theory. Cena doesn't care. Just like every single person, we don't care about Theory. Why? They don't care about Theory because they don't believe him. They don't believe Theory because Theory doesn't believe Theory. Theory is a generic kid out here in fancy sneakers wearing sunglasses indoors, but he has no heart. Cena points out a sign that says Austin Theory is a John Cena wannabe. Cena is the ghost of Christmas future for Theory. Theory is in his ruthless aggression phrase. Ruthless aggression almost got him fired. It was a great opportunity, but Cena didn't believe in himself. Theories received numerous opportunities, but it's not enough. Theory has no heart and no soul. The people are here tonight out of respect for the past 20 years. They believe in Cena. And Cena says, Theory is a pair of trucks away from being a jabroni. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that line. What a great line. Cena says he's going to say something good now. There's no name better than Austin Theory because exactly what he is, a Theory. In Theory, he should be great. In Theory, he's everything a WWE executive looks for. In Theory, everyone here should be here to see him, but no one cares. Theory is wasting their time, so on behalf of Boston, we'd like to give Theory a gift. Dina tells Theory to shut the hell up, turn around, get out of the ring, and do will let him walk out of here. Theory says he's not going anywhere, just like the ball spot on Cena's head. Cena takes off his hat and shows it off. He's proud of the senior circuit. Theory says Cena has a reverse on everything. Theory sees all these shirts for Cena to say never give up. Is John Cena saying no? Is John Cena saying he's giving up? The hat says respect. Where's the respect for the people? Cena has a golden ticket against Austin Theory at WrestleMania and he's going to give up. Where's the hustle? Where's the loyalty? Where's the respect? Don't they want to see John Cena at WrestleMania? Theory tells him to shut up because Cena said No. Theory realizes that Cena was a childhood hero, but you don't want to meet your hero because they disappoint you when they do. Cena puts his head down. Uh, Cena said he'd rather be bald than have him pipe in fake crowd noise because no one cares. Theory is a dumb sum of a bitch. Cena, di- Cena didn't say no because he's given up. He said no to save Theory because he's not ready. If they have a match at WrestleMania and Theory loses, he loses everything. He's done. If Theory loses, if he wins WrestleMania, he still loses everything. Theory can win today, but he'll have to go out the Monday after all alone and explain. The audience will eat him alive. They'll see what he sees. He's full of crap. Cena says Theory really left him no choice because he brought the crowd into it. Now Cena has to ask them to see what they're going to do. Cena brought, turns to Boston and thanks his family for being there tonight. It means a lot to him. Cena asks for help on this decision. Do they want to see Theory versus Cena? Crowd chants, yes. Cena asks again. They respond. Cena may... Cena says he may not care about Theory, but he'll never give up on the fans. And he wishes Austin Theory luck because he doesn't have the brain, the heart, or the balls. This was the best segment on Monday Night Raw, pretty much, I think, in the past two weeks. And that's not, and that's saying much because Cody Rhodes had a great segment uh, two weeks ago. Cody and Cena, they embrace. So there you go. Kathy Kelly finds Sammy Zane backstage. Zane says, Owens is right about what happened at War Games, but everything's just changed now. If Jimmy Uso can't take him out, then it's the end of him. Zane has to see the end of Roman Reigns. Tonight will not be Jimmy Uso's night. Chad Gable and Otis make their way down to the ring. Chad Gable beat Baron Corbin in two minutes. Once again, no rating because Baron Corbin, um, you know, lost to Chad Gable. This match should have went longer in my honest opinion. I don't know why this match went two minutes though. Chad Gable and Baron Corbin are way, way too good to go two minutes. I've always, I've been ragging on Chad Gable a lot. I'm going to relax on the, uh, the, on the shoosh thing. I'm going to relax on that. Chad Gable in the ring. He's actually very good in the ring. His character, I don't know because his character can be on and off. You know, it's weird. I do know that this match will win a little bit longer. I would have been, I wouldn't have minded if this match went six minutes. Five or six minutes. I wouldn't mind. But I I unfortunately I gotta give this no rating because this match went two minutes. I'm sorry. I like Chad Gable. But yeah. Another WrestleMania commercial, the Miz and Maurice and Top Gun Maverick. It was horrible. That's all I gotta say. Becky Lynchalita comes out. By the way, Seth Rollins vs. Logan Paul made official at WrestleMania. Okay, cool. Dakota Kai, Io Sky, they come out. Yes, damage control comes out. Trish Stratus is in the ring. So, we're pretty much going to have a six-woman tag at WrestleMania. Stratus says she loved to shut Bailey up. She challenged damage control to a match at WrestleMania. Bailey accepts, which seems to upset Io Sky and Dakota Kai. I don't think Io and Kai wanted to fight Lita and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania, and I don't blame them for any anything. I think they're gonna turn on Bailey because Bailey deserves to be babyface, because you know she's done everything. She's great as a heel, but right now, I mean Bailey, I mean Bailey is better off as a babyface now. Considering the Raw women's division and considering what the hell's going on, I would have damage control. I would have um, Dakota and Io turn on Bailey, and then have the tri- have a Triple Threat match at uh, WrestleMania between these three women. Give them that spotlight. Good. That's what I would do. But unfortunately, it's not happening because we got to have this six-woman tag at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm not even going to go to the rest of this segment because this was not the main segment. This is not the segment I'm going to talk about. Edge calls out Finn Balor. Bianca versus Chelsea Green. That's next week. Elias versus Bronson Reed next week. <laughs> Bronson Reed, I hope you beat the hell out of Elias. Please do. Jimmy Uso versus Sami Zayn. This was a great match. Jimmy pin- quickly punches Zayn and sends him into the barricade. Uh, Zayn takes it to Jimmy on the outside before getting into the ring. Zayn comes off the top rope. Jimmy Ugg cuts him in midair. Jimmy stomps away at Zane and knocks him on the apron. Jimmy Jimmy's a suplex on the apron and Sammy falls down. Jimmy takes it to Zane. Um, Jimmy talking trash to Sammy Zayn. Jimmy reverses an Irish weapons recorder, but Zane boots him. Zane kicks him in the face a few times and hits a tornado DDT. He comes off the top rope with a crossbody for another two-count. Zane continues to fight him, but Jimmy sends him out of the ring. Souls a Koa Nerk's rear by Sol Sakoa. Is at ringside, referee is not having it. Whoever that referee was who ejected Solo Sokoa, you are getting a thumbs up from me. Good. You actually asserted your dominance in this match. Thank you. Good. Uh, Sami Zayn hits Jimmy Uso with a blue thunderbomb. Two count. Jimmy, Jimmy, Sam Zayn, Zayn goes for a superplex. Not a superplex, a normal suplex. He did go for a superplex later on. Um, Jimmy chops him and uppercuts him. Jimmy pushes Zane into the ropes. He has a pop up, Samoan drop. Zane gets to his feet and they trade punches. Zane blocks a kick. Jimmy hits an Insiguri. Jimmy grabs Zane by the hair and pulls him up to his feet. Jimmy puts him on the top rope. Zane fights off a superplex attempt. Zane hits a sunset flip powerbomb, which was awesome for a two count. Uh, Zane goes to the top rope, but Jimmy kicks him in the face. Zane pushes him away and jumps. Jimmy super kicks him out of midair. Jay Uso makes his way through the crowd. Jimmy looks at his brother. Jimmy ducks a haluva kick, and Zayn then rolls up Jimmy Uso for the win. So, already Jamie Uso losing because of his own brother. Why? And then Jay Uso super kicks Sami Zayn, and Jay Uso beats the fucking shit out of Sami Zayn. Cody Rhodes comes out and he holds off the bloodline. Okay. I predicted this back at the Elimination Chamber. That Jey Uso turning heel on Sami Zayn would be the dumbest thing on God's Green Earth. Instead, Jey Uso made this entire storyline worse. This entire thing with Sami Zayn was wasted. The Royal Rumble segment, worthless. The Elimination Chamber segment, worthless. It is worthless now because Jey Uso attacked Sami Zayn. And apparently Jey Uso is back with the bloodline. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no words for how... I was so angry when this happened. Um... Cabo can advocate for me that I was so angry about this heel turn I was pissed because I didn't want Sami Uso to be attacked by Jey Uso It's one thing for Jey Uso and Sami Zayn to be cool But then all of a sudden he turns heel uh, He turns back heel again and all of a sudden Jey Uso is back with the bloodline Uh, maybe. Well we don't know if he's back with the bloodline yet I I just hope that Jey Uso, I just know, I just want to know that Jimmy Uso and Jey Uso are planning something that will help Sami Zayn and that will help them, okay, I hope that Jimmy and Jey Uso have something planned, that way Sami Zayn and the Usos can get their revenge on Roman Reigns and finally get rid of Roman Reigns. I don't know how this is going to happen, but it looks... I hope this is the case, because I did not like this heel turn at all. This was so, so stupid. Just so stupid. How can anybody sit up here and say that Jey Uso... Super kicking Sami Zayn on a random-ass edition of Monday Night Raw... How can anybody say this was a good thing? This entire story for nine months... Have just been ruined by the exact one moment. I'm disappointed. I'm upset. But most of all. I'm horrified. Because this story is officially now ruined. This was a good match. This was a good main event though. Uh, I gave the main event. Jimmy Uso versus Amy Zayn. I gave it a 7. And Logic. I'll give it a 7. Well. That's Monday Night Raw everybody. Now then, AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, March 8th, 2023 from the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. Our first match was for the AEW All-Atlantic, now the International Championship, fleshly squeezed Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Hit my music. What the hell did Jade Lethal do to get a AEW All Atlantic Championship match? Here are your multiple choice answers at this time: one, because of Revolution, Tony Khan made this match for no reason; two, Orange Cassidy got attacked on Rampage by Jeff Jarrett; three, Jade Lethal attacked Orange Cassidy on Dark Elevation. You all have ten seconds to figure this out. Check here. All right, everybody. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal for no reason. Why? Now here are your multiple choice answers once again. One, because of Revolution, Tony Khan made this match for no reason. Two, Jay Lethal attacked Orange Cassidy on Rampage. Three, Jay Lethal attacked Orange Cassidy on Dark Elevation. If you guys guess the first answer, because of Revolution, Tony Khan made this match for no reason, you are correct, and that concludes another edition of What the Fuck Did He Do to Get a Title Shot. Back to your regularly scheduled program. <sighs> Do I really got to talk about this match? Do I really, really got to talk about this match? Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. This was actually a good match until the finish. By the way, Bryce Remsberg, your referee for this match. Bryce Remsberg, get off my television. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, also, also, speaking of get off my television... Dan Housen was the first thing we saw. Get off my television. Chuck Taylor, get off TV. Trent Beretta. you can stay. But still, get off my TV. Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh were ejected before this match begun. The AEW referees all came out in the collective and they all agree that Jeff Jarrett should get the fuck off my television. Thank God they were ejected. Holy shit! <laughs> Cassidy was wrestle. Uh, Cassidy and Jay Lethal actually had a very solid match. Um, Cassidy anticipated it. it. Lethal was looking for the Lethal Injection, but Cassidy hit a swinging DDT. But Lethal counters. Orange Cassidy ramps Lethal into the ring post. Lethal fought back by ripping, whipping Orange Cassidy into the steel ring steps. Cav- Cassidy reversed. A hammer thrown into the ropes, but Lethal chop block Orange Cassidy's knee. Lethal picked up Orange and plowed him into the steel ring post with a knee break, which was cool. Uh, Cassidy rallied back with two DDTs. Orange tried to push off his legs for the Orange punch, but his leg gave out. Lethal tried to catalyze figure four. Orange made it get a gator roll to the bottom rope to force the ref to break the hold. Launched Lethal taunted Orange on the apron, encouraged him to hit him. Orange clobbered Lethal with a lariat. Orange cradle Lethal, but Lethal was quick and fired off Lethal combination. Jay Lethal climbs to the top row going for the elbow. Orange blocks it. Lethal counters the Orange punch. Jay Lethal attempted the Lethal injection, but his arm collapsed when he tried to plant the handstand. Orange rocked Jay Lethal with the Orange punch and pinned Jay Lethal. Jay, Jay Lethal's left shoulder collapsed. Perhaps he was on autopilot, but now Orange has won 15 of his last 16 matches. Okay, cool. Jay Lethal grabbed the stolen Golden Globe after the match. Frustrated and angered, but Bryce Renberg sent Lethal to the back. Jeff Jarrett jumped in the ring and hit his um, front his front Russian leg sweep move. I'm not calling it the move that he calls it. I'm not calling it that on this show. I refuse to call it. I'm not even saying the move's name, the finishing name. I'm not even saying it. And then Jeff Jarrett smashes his guitar across Orange Cassidy's knee. And is announced for next week. Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. And you will all know how I feel about Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy. Wrestling. Six. Logic. Five. That's the best I can give for this match. Renee Paquette interviews Powerhouse Hobbs. Wardlow's gear and belt were stolen. He says it was a shame that Wardlow's car was broken into. So he talks about Wardlow having his TNT belt stolen. Mm. Ricky Starks comes out. He cuts a promo. Um, He, he says, I've spent my time here in California. He beat Chris Jericho Revolution. He says, Ricky's what's next for you? And he says, I'm not sure. A logo appears. It was the Bullet Club symbol. Juice Robinson blindsided Ricky Starks from behind. Oh, no. Cabo hates Juice Robinson, and Juice Robinson was on this show. Oh, boy. Juice Robinson, the Roller Quarters Man, was on AEW Dynamite. Juice Robinson, get off my television. Wardlow Backstage with Tony Schiavone. He says, I've dealt with a great deal of loss. Fortunately, somebody of mine let me borrow something close. So since I'm dressed for the occasion... How about we do a false count anywhere match, anywhere it goes. I am the TNT champion. No man on earth is going to take that away from me, even though he had his belt stolen. Talk about double irony. By the way, Renee Paquette had four segments on this show. Four segments. Why? And I like Renee Paquette, but she had four segments. There's nobody else on this show? Renee with it, Ruby Soho. Ruby was accompanied by Soraya and Tony Storm. Ruby says, I think it's obvious. I don't think it should be a surprise to anyone. You all created this monster. My first title match was at Grand Slam against Britt Baker. And when she beat me, these people were thrilled. So let's fast forward to the semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup last year. She faced Chris Statler in the final. She was booed out of the ring. Then I was booed against Jamie Hayter. No one in AEW was ever going to appreciate me, but I'm not the only one. Tony Storm came here and she wasn't appreciated. And everyone begs Soraya to come out of retirement. And she goes, and all the fat mouth-breathing trolls came at her at a moment's notice. We've been outcast since the day we came into AEW. What? We can't build on a broken foundation. We can only start anew. The broken foundation on the entitled rookies in the back. Speaking of entitled rookies, let's bring out Sky Blue. Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho. This match went five minutes uh i'll give this match a five and logic probably a two that's the best i can give ruby playing in sky blue with a back heel trip she said sky blue soaring and crashing hard to the mat with side suplexes ruby charged in the corner Sky dodged her sky would have crossed body uh she hit a super kick ruby pulled sky by the hair which was ridiculous then she hit it with the destination unknown which is pretty much a uh Rip off Sister Abigail. Essentially, it's a it's a twisting flatliner and one two three. Tony and Soraya came down to the ring after a match. They scrape. They spray painted sky blue. Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale came out and tried to talk some sense in the Ruby. Tony Storm and Soraya attacked Willow from behind. They spray painted Sky and Willow Nightingale. Uh, I believe yeah. This spray paint. Okay, first of all, I gotta talk about this. Okay, hold on. Willow Nightingale got spray painted by Soraya Tony Storm. This spray paint angle sucks. This spray painting shit has got to go. It is terrible. Renee Paquette for the second time on the show. She interviews Hangman Adam Page. Again. Sunday I let my heart blacken, but let that serve as a warning. I've given you a lot of flack for these interviews. But I owe an apol but I owe you an apology, Renee. As for Moxley, I'm done with John Moxley. Good. Thank you. FCR comes out to the ring to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Cash says I missed the entire crowd. I want to tag how I want to talk about how bad the last few months have been. We've lost to the acclaim, we lost to the guns, we lost three sets of tag team titles in roughly a month, we lost one of our best friends in the world, but we knew that we needed to step away, we needed to recharge. But I can't sit at home and watch Austin and Colton Gunn call themselves the best tag team. You're the future, but you're also spoiled, entitled assholes. I love y'all. December, we closed the book on the greatest trilogy of matches we've ever had in our career. I knew... We knew that something that hold on. We knew that we did something special in this business, but that feeling was taken away by the guns. Now it's time for retribution. We're gonna hit we gotta hit you where it hurts. Now we got to beat you and finally become AEW tagging champions. We've got to do it for us, the Briscoe's and all of y'all. Okay, first of all, number one. This was a great promo by FTR. Number one. Number two. Um, me and Cabo had a a very interesting discussion about the guns. He says the guns are heels, and it's their job to say they're the best tag team in the world. First of all, Cabo, let me talk about this. First of all, I know they're heels. Don't remind me that they are heels. I know they're heels. I know it's their job. I know they're supposed to say they're the best tag team in the world. But once again, it does not make them the best tag team in the world. They have go-away heat, and that is not good heat for a pair of tag team champions. You do not see the Usos having go-away heat on Monday Night Raw, Cabo. Ben, look, bro. When I said that um, it's the guns' job to um, say that they're the best tag team in the world, and that they're heels, I wasn't defending them. I I never said... That they were, in fact, the best tag team. I hate them just as much as you do, but I no nowhere did I say that they're still the best tag team. I wasn't defending them. I was just defending the fact that they said that um, and that they only say that because they're heels and that's their job. Nowhere did I say that they are the best tag team. Just wanted to say that. Which means the guns should get off my television. And they are not the best tag team in the world. And if they were. If they really let's be let's be realistic here. If they really were the best tag team in the world. Would all of you still watch them? My answer to that question. Hell no you wouldn't. Rene Paquette for the third time in a row. Jade Cargill, she says, we're going to Canada next week. Why don't you bring out the best opponent that Canada has? And I'm so big on charity, so why don't you, any of you, one of you whack Canadians, step up. Jade Cargill. (laughs) Oh, Jade Cargill, you are absolutely amazing. My God, you never cease to amaze me, do you? You never seem to amaze me, do you? I know you've been training. I know you work out. I get it. But, man. (laughs) Can somebody just take the TBS title away from her? Her streak is like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, boy. A.R. Fox and Top Flight versus Chris Jericho, Dale Garcia, and Sammy Guevara. Accompanied to the ring. By hot hand of garbage, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, get off my TV, Matt Menard, you stink. Jake Hager, you suck. This was a very good match. Um, well, actually, yeah, this was a good match. Um, Ar Fox hit Garcia with a cutter, Fox drop kick Jericho, then came back on a back head with a two for one offense. Fox smash. Darius Garcia with another cutter for a near fall. Um, Jericho tags in. Darius was there. Hit a one-hand Spanish fly, which was awesome. Darius connected with a back-flipping kick on Jericho. Jericho is looking for the walls. Darius turned it around for a two-count. Darius ran into the ropes. But Hager cracked Darius with the baseball bat. And then Jerry, Jericho finished. Darius Martin with a Judas Effect for the win. Okay. <laughs> this is the part where I'm going to say... That all of these people should get the fuck off my TV. Angelo Parker said, and I quote, What you witnessed is the greatest trio's victory in AEW history. I know y'all are heels. I know you guys are supposed to say it. But Jesus God Almighty, logistically, no, it was not the greatest trio's victory ever. <laughs> oh, you guys never cease to amaze me, do you? You guys never cease to amaze me. And David Garcia then says, "And I quote, after that victory, it is only appropriate that the Jericho Appreciation Society are the number one contenders for the AEW Trios titles. First of all, number one, I don't remember teams beating Top Flight. I don't remember people beating Top Flight that immediately earns you an AEW Trios Championship match. Um, last time I checked, um, you guys are literally 2 and 0 in the Trios division." I do not remember, why why are teams beating Top Flight in order to get a championship match? And now it's announced next week, Jericho Appreciation Society versus House of Black, who won at Revolution, and The Elite. Versus, this is all for the Trios titles. So, Darren Garcia just called themselves the number one contenders for the Trios titles after beating Top Flight. Tony Khan, what sense does that make? Dude, some of this booking is absolutely ridiculous. Jericho agrees with Derek Garcia. He says, We're deeming ourselves no more contenders for the AEW Trios Championship. Oh my God. Oh boy. The Elite came out. He says, Oh, hi, Chris. We've stayed out of your business and you stayed out of our business. And I like to say that came from a place of respect. Don Callis says, everyone knows the elite established the trio championship. I agree with those that say you are one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Unfortunately, Chris, you are the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. And Chris, I feel like I had a couple months to train. You'd be number three. Jericho says, he says, get the elite down here. House of Black appeared in on the ring this says on the ring in the ring malachi says next week if you want these lights turn back on house of black was standing in the aisle between the elite and the jericho appreciation society um house of black against the elite against the jericho appreciation society um next week which we will talk about tony khan announces that the that orange cassidy versus jeff jarrett why jeff Jarrett is getting another title shot why Orange Cassidy is now the AEW International Championship. He, Tony Collins says that we're going to level up the that championship. He says we're going to have a new design, a new uh, look for it, a new presentation for it. I hope so. And, uh, yeah, the AEW International Championship is a thing now. So, cool. Um, Brian Danielson, he says he was ashamed to tap out. He tapped out to MJF. At Revolution, which was a very good match, um, he says maybe it was time for Danielson to go home. So, yeah, Danielson will be back. Alex Reynolds, and John Silver versus Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley. You all know where this is going. Yes, you all know. Yes, you all know where this is going. Claudio and John Moxley win. I'm not even going to talk about this match because number one, Dark Order was going to lose anyway. Um. Alex Reynolds tapped out in the Bulldog choke. So there you go. After the match, after the max after the match, Silver tried to help his partner, but Claudio intercepted him and tossed Silver over the top rope. Evil Uno ran to the ring. Willito chop blocked Evil Uno. Hangman Adam Page sprinted to the ring. He decked Claudio. Claudio charged in him. The Blackpool Combat Club started to triple team Hangman Adam Page. Dark Order jumped into the ring. The referee separated Blackpool Combat Club and Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. Oh my goodness. That was uh, interesting. I, I, I don't know why Hangman is fighting all of the Blackpool Comic Club. I thought he was done with John Moxley. So now he's going to fight Claudio. Renee Paquette for the last time. She's with the Acclaimed. I, I normally would rag on the Acclaimed, but they're not Tag Team Champions, so I really can't. They were interrupted by Matt Menard and Angela Parker. Matt Menard and Angela Parker had three segments on this show. Get off my TV! Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society really love the acclaim. Angela Parker says, we know your sports entertainers. Bowen says, no chance. Max Castor says, we're on TV more than the Jericho Appreciation Society and Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Which is actually true. And they laughed at him. Good. False Guy Anywhere match, main event. This was good until the finish. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. This was great until the finish. A camera crew was in the parking ramp. Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs were brawling. Hobbs he- heaved a keg of beer at Wardlow, but Wardlow ducked. Hobbs suplexed Wardlow onto the hood of a car. Wardlow backdrop Hobbs onto a windshield. They raced to the backstage area. They broadened the arena. Excalibur says this is pinfall Knockout or surrender. So, uh, some Anywhere It Goes match. Hobbs spikes Warlord with a Spine Buster. Warlord got back up. They slugged it out. Warlord tossed Hobbs onto his feet with a Lariat. Um, Warlord connected with the F10 for a near fall on Hobbs. Hobbs drilled Warlord with the third Spine Buster. Hobbs set up a table on the outside. Warlord spot a drink into Hobbs' face. Warlord jumped off the top of the world with a Senton down onto Hobbs, smashing Will Hobbs through the table, which was awesome. They battle in front of the broadcast booth, and then, oh my god, QT Marshall came out. He helps out Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs can't even get a clean fucking victory on his own. Why? Why? This shit sucked. QT Marshall, get off my fucking TV. Oh, my goodness. I hope this is a one-off thing. I hope this is a one-off thing. QT Marshall in the main event segment of AEW Dynamite in 2023. Tony Khan. I'm about to talk to you for a second, bro. i am about to talk to you. I want to talk to Tony Khan for a second. Why was QT Marshall out here? QT Marshall should have never been on this show. Powerhouse Hobbs should have won this match clean. He did not need QT Marshall's help. Uh, Apparently, in the past, last year, QT Marshall says to Powerhouse Hobbs, he was trying to recruit Hobbs and Ricky Starks. He says his word is his bond. I mean, QT Marshall already broke up the factory, which was uh, going nowhere, so... Apparently, Powerhouse Hobbs. So apparently QT Marshall is doing this for Powerhouse Hobbs. His word of his bond, apparently. I don't like that at all. Because now Powerhouse Hobbs can't even run a match clean. Plus he has to be associated with QT Marshall. This was a very good main event until the goddamn fucking finish. What the fuck was this, Tony Khan? I don't care if you changed the the AEW All-Atlantic Championship to the International Championship. I don't even care. Why was QT Marshall helping out Powerhouse Hobbs when Powerhouse Hobbs should have won this match clean as a whistle and should have beaten Wardlow legitimately even though it was the wrong decision in the first place? I don't care. Uh, I know Wardlow is a transitional champion. I get that. And that's fine. I'm, I'm glad for Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm happy for Powerhouse Hobbs. I love... I've always have been a Powerhouse Hobbs fan. Always been one of those dudes that said, Hey, Will Hobbs is going to be a future champion. Look where he is. TNT champion. Great. Unfortunately, he did not win this match clean. Tony Khan, I hope you give Will Hobbs a long title reign. I'm sick of this hot potatoing shit with... The TNT Championship. You either keep the belt on Will Hobbs until full gear or nothing. Or, or just don't. Just don't. Uh, just do that, okay? Please, Tony Khan. Thank you. But this was a very good main event. I gave this match a 7.5 in logic. I'll give it a 7. A very good main event. Did I rate uh, Dark Order Blackwell Combat Club yet? I, I don't believe I did um i gave that match a six and logic a one and finally ar fox and top flight versus the jericho Appreciation society i gave this match a five and logic i'll give it a two yeah and that's aw dynamite everybody uh we'll see y'all in winnipeg for next week which we will talk about um rampage i'm not going over rampage until rampage is not on fridays anymore And that's pretty much the end of our roundup here. Thank you all so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my review of Monday Night Raw for March 6th and AEW Night Night for March 8th, 2023. We'll see you all for Revolution. um, The Revolution review. Not for Revolution. We've already seen Revolution. Uh, We'll see you all for AEW Revolution next week. And then we're going to pretty much have all the roundup stuff covered. We're going to be on the road to WrestleMania next week for Monday Night Raw. Looks like another interesting show. And um, you will see how the road to WrestleMania is lining up. We're literally three weeks away from WrestleMania, which is hard to believe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ben Charles on behalf of Cabo and Josh Jenkins. I'll see y'all next week, and we'll see you all in the AEW Revolution review. Till then, good night, everybody.